always open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome in Augie Smith to the big pot of for Andy. Okay, what's going on, boys? I, I gotta be. I can hardly hear you. I should have had some uh, headphones ready. So, can you talk amongst yourselves for a second? Let me get some headphones. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Or, or we could just we yell. Every, I'm just yeah, going to no. assume you're saying, yeah. I, I'm just going to assume. Yeah. That, okay. All right. Yeah. Give me one second. <laughs> Enjoy my backyard while all this is happening. Oh, your backyard. Let's see this. Yeah. Nice. Well, I see a that's not, that's I not see right. Them. My backyard has a bunch of homeless guys frozen to death in it right now. <laughs> Yeah, your backyard looks like a, a gay serial killer's fucking backyard. This guy's got. Are we like talking about my bidet backyard, or are you talking about my my the back of well, the my bidet, house? The bidet, the bidet backyard, of oh, course. Okay. It's uh, it's right, you know, it's works. unprecedented. Well, it works, but now your camera's out. Oh, well, one or the other. I could have <laughs> shut the door. What the hell's going on here? Everyone's leaving and making weird excuses. I think we've lost control Come here, on. Carl. Oh, now your light's going on, Jamie. My uh, my my penis fell off. I had to go get my penis. This is the most bizarre thing ever. First of all, Carl, is there somebody in your house? Because oh, a, a light just went onto the side of you oh, that you didn't seem to control, and that seems like oh, ghostly. Jesus, don't fucking say that to me. Don't say that to me. Okay, I can hear. Can you hear me? <laughs> we can hear you, but we can't see you anymore. I think you turned your camera. How can you see me? We we'll, we'll see the black. Well, you turn your camera on. It's saying I'm in the show, and everybody can see and hear me. Are you trying to say that Steve Jobs is lying? Oh, maybe it's not enough. One of light you is lying. You? Either Apple's lying, or you assholes are lying. I would say Steve Apple. Jobs, Apple. They gave that data to the FBI. Fuck Apple. Uh, I turned camera off and I turned camera back on. Well, I'll leave the room and come back in. Do that. Okay, I'll leave the room and come back in. Okay, all right, do that. Good idea. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to do the applause for him all over again when he comes no, back in. Do you know, I thought there was a ghost. Are you, but are the you light... getting sick of the applause and the sound the light effects? Was, uh... The light was my monitor turning. Yeah, on. but what about the shadow with the with the look on it on the wall back there? Carl, oh, you can't really shit yourself. That you actually look like you shit yourself. It was I hilarious. Did. Something just happened. I thought it was a joke. Augie's back. Shut up! Augie left. Carl had an experience in the background. The dog saw something like a shadow in Carl's background, and Carl went like. What the fuck was that? I, I'm seeing this. Genuine. I have my on the wheel really? back there. I could swear. Augie, welcome. Thanks for coming. Weird. Thanks. It makes this more relatable when things like that happen. I'm in my backyard. You're going to hear the neighbor's dog and uh, quite possibly my kids. So that's what's oh. going on here. Well, where are you? I'm not cool that? like you guys. I have to have a life, a life <laughs> with responsibility. I'm the same, but I I put um I put painkillers in my kids' drinks and they're sleeping. They'll be gone for twelve hours. Night night. Ah, great idea. Gosh, Look at this. Wow. I'm already picking up parenting tips. I didn't know I was on yeah. Doctor Phil. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what you gotta do. I mean, it's over the counter stuff. It ain't illegal. I mean, it does say you gotta be over the age of sixteen. But hey, you know, potato tomato. You know. As for yeah. the dog, it doesn't say don't make them snort it. Well, it's true. That is we true. have a new total. 
23,412. So we're up a somebody just donated $300. Way to go. We're, we're doing well. Keep those cards and letters coming, folks. Uh, Augie, nice. if you haven't heard the news, Andy is out of surgery, doing well, and tweeting stupid shit like a, uh, like a madman. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's basically, it's his life has not changed so far. It's exactly <laughs> what it's been. He's laying drugged out, making jokes on Twitter. Thank hey. God for him. Thank God for Andy Andrus. Uh, so, this is a great story about Andy. I don't know if he's ever told this on any of uh, any of the various things, but um, so in his old house. Next door, they were going to build an apartment complex, right? And so every once in a while, the greasy guy, and I'm going to get his name wrong, but it was like, it was like, it was like Doug Rudiga. Something like, it was like Doug, something like that. And like, so this greasy guy would come up with the clients. They were going to move into this apartment complex they were going to build. And it was going to be this giant thing next to Andy. And it was going to block his view. And he was upset about it. So like where the rest of us would just swallow that, or perhaps look for a new house to live in. Uh, Andy's solution was he went to a garage sale and he spent like $50 on an old electric guitar and an old amp. And so every time he saw Dave Rudiga pull up with a client, he'd run out to the end of his driveway, turn the amp all the way up and play this song that he had written called Dave Rudiga wears khaki pants, khaki pants, like as loud as he could. He would just sing a cappella with the guitar going to drive people away. Now, did it stop it? No. No, the man's going to come with his machines and he's going to build his buildings, but there's nothing that says you can't have something to say about it. Yeah. Well, nowadays that would go viral and the guy would get out his phone and say, look at this fucking maniac. (laughs) Yeah, and then Andy could finally sell some tickets. Yeah. It would be probably the most marketable thing he's ever done. Hilarious! That's fucking class. How long? How long ago was this? Was this like a couple of years back, or just like? Oh, uh, this is uh, this is probably fifteen years ago when he lived in his old house. Yeah, well, yeah. I used to uh, every time I drive uh, down to Southern Oregon. I was in Portland. He was in Eugene. Uh, I'd stop yeah. at his place. Uh, we'd go hide in his greenhouse and uh, and get high in his greenhouse and talk about life. Uh, here's the thing about Andy. Uh, people. This is one of the great things about Andy Andrews. It's not just how funny he is. I believe this about Andy is that he makes other people funnier. He is yeah. a muse to other people's best funny self. I, I am at my best around him. And I know I'm that of pretty much everyone I know. We're all at our funniest around him. Right. He, he, and he's taken, like, and yeah. I'm not going to give him 100% credit for this, but Chad Shank was never uh, an entertainer in his life, but he shines as, as a comedian with, with world-class comedians on a podcast, and you would think uh, he, he was a comedian by just, just the, the stuff he contributes to that show. That's a testament yeah. to Andy's bringing out the funniest in everybody. I agree with yeah. that. Damn right. Damn right. Damn right. He is a muse, isn't he? He's just fucking. He's, he is what he is. He's um, in theory, in in the whole spectrum of reality, Andy Andrus should not work as a as a comedian, but he's just fucking. Oh, he's, he's phenomenal. He's perfect. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, he is. Well, it's like- it's so many things about him. Uh, okay, so the secret, Danny. First of all, his delivery. His delivery sounds like a guy mumbling that stuff to himself. His delivery <laughs> yeah. sounds like. He's just walking the streets, 
in, yeah. uh, in a hospital gown, perhaps, yeah. and having these thoughts in his head. And nobody else delivers that way. I mean, that's, it's oh, a completely oh, fucking, original yeah. the way that he delivers a joke. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, we uh, I was gonna do I was gonna tape an hour in uh, Portland this like four or five years ago um, at this uh, this theater that has these government loans so they just have in this in the place a three camera shoot that you just get that so I was all excited about it and promoted it and Andy was gonna come up and do some time beforehand and uh, you know Andy was working on some stuff so that's what he decided to talk about. And it was about uh, uh, cops uh, having freeways named after them uh, and after they get killed in duty. Uh, and then he was, he was making fun of that and talking about how it's like, you don't get to retire the jersey after you're done, man. Uh, not knowing that I have a high school friend uh, that's a cop in uh, Vancouver, Washington, and he had brought quite a few people that night, uh, just setting the worst mood, just the worst possible atmosphere for me entering stage uh, and even though it was the worst possible opening act they could have it was still hilarious i'm still happy that i got to see it even though it wrecked this thing for me that's the beauty of andy andrus yeah is that i would rather that he wrecked it and then i got to see that too yeah yeah yeah, he's a, he's a um a really special kind of guy, which is why this is, and I, I don't want to get all heavy here, but I think this is really important. People don't understand uh, the value that this one man brings to so many people, and that so many people love him so much beyond just being fans of his his comedy. Just the, the fans of the man's spirit and who he is, and and everything everything he stands for, and everything he he represents to all of us. I it's really astonishing to me to see that embodied in one person. It really is. I mean, yeah. What what you were saying, what you were saying, Augie, about him being like a man who's mumbling to himself. I never ever articulated that, but now I do. Now I realize that's one of the reasons why I love him talking because it's almost. I guess it resonates with us all mumbling to ourselves. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And Augie, that yeah. that observation alone reminded me of like uh, like Carlin's way of of taking without doing it like like taking sitting down and at doing a conscious analyzing of of somebody's comedy that you just get what makes him special just from from is that something you do a lot of with other comedians because it just it seemed like very Carlin esque to kind of be able to just pull that very accurate. Uh, description of why what is so lovable about his delivery well i've been uh i've been around this a long time i've been around it for uh, 30 years and um so yeah th there was a time uh when i was uh, very much just in the creation and doing of it and as the years went by i really enjoyed the studying of it and what specifically made things funny um just in watching the way different people did it and uh with andy his his punchlines a are so subtle it's just it's such a subtlety when he moves in to the end of the bit, uh, he doesn't have a need to hit you over the head with it. And he'll give you a second. That's the other thing. So many comics talk over their punchlines. Andy gives you a second because he knows that it takes a second half the time. Uh, and he's, he's much more of a tactician as a comic than, than he gets credit for. He's right, much well. more of a tactician than he gets credit for. Because that kind of energy uh, that he brings is a it's a very difficult thing to pull people into uh but he just does that right away 
Yeah, man. No, I mean, it's easy to love him, and it's easy to show why you love him as a comic. Uh, and the other thing is, as a man, uh, you just can't have a better friend than Andy Andrus. Andy Andrus is an aggressive friend. Andy and I would not be friends if he was not aggressive in getting a hold of me. Uh, because I'm one of those people, I meet you, we have a great time, but I think, man, it's weird to call this person or text them. I, I feel like, you know, just... The, the beginnings of a friendship are so uncomfortable for me that I don't approach them. And the only friends that I have are aggressive. And uh, Andy is, is just an aggressively good friend that way. And as a, as a dad, uh, he's raised just a delightful young woman. And so I just, there's, there's, he's a good person along with being, uh, but he's also uh, a, a drug-addled mess. It's, it's, he's all those things. He embodies what... We as artists hope to be. So yeah, anyway, enough things, about Andy. What, what's going yeah. on in my life, guys? Yeah, what is going on in your life? Are, are, <laughs> what are you are, doing, brother? Yeah, tell, tell us what, what really is. What are you doing? Because uh, this is a challenging time for everybody in the entertainment industry still two years in. Brett Erickson just plugged his own date. So if you want to do that, I don't know. Did he do a merch pitch? It was there. Uh, is there a website we can go to and buy some yeah. Brett Erickson? He's selling Andy Andrist's fucking tumor as, as merch. Yeah, that's what he's doing. I guess while we're at it, let me quickly uh, do this. If I, I can't really do it quickly because StreamYard's being slow now. But speaking of Brett Erickson, I did want to uh, um, bring this up really quickly, and I can't do it really quickly. I should be more prepared with this game. shit. Anyway, the bidet... We, what is the uh, it's go? It's ten dollars. Uh, the, the bid on the bidet right now. I'm not seeing it in here. Phone tab. Where's you, my bidet? Okay, do you use an, a bidet at all? Because I, you uh, know, I, I never have, and people they just rave about them. And I'm not saying there's anything you wrong mean, with them. I'm, you, I've you, just you, never had bidet money. I mean, I understand you, these people that have the yeah. bidet money. I just don't Brett, have it. Carl, well, ten dollars is the going bid on think, the on, you me, on the. The first people I spoke to have never used a bidet, and you and me, brother, we got what we should do is hook up hotel room in a non-gay way and just get a bidet hotel room and just blast our asses with a bidet, just to well, say we've used a bidet. A, a bidet. I've rate. stayed in in rooms that have had them, and I, I have just never used them. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's gay panic, whatever it is. I I, I get weird when anything approaches my ass. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes I think I might have uh, those forgotten, you know, like I, I've, yeah. I've pushed out that something bad happened I mean, to me because yeah. I mean, I was like a chubby kid that was an altar boy and I was real That's lonely oh, easy to and catch. my mom would like, you know, I'd stay with strangers all the time. So it probably yeah. happened. But here's, I don't want to recover that shit. I don't want to. I don't want to be reminded of that. <laughs> it probably yeah. happened. Hey. And what if the bidet brings that back? What if that's the trigger? Like no, as I soon as the bidet hits me, I like I can, have yeah. to remember that time at St. Patrick's Cathedral with Father Dwyer. I don't want to think about that. Yeah, but what if it did? What if it did bring it back and you went to find him and say, "Do it again." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it could go either what way. If like what if I like it? What if I like it too much? Exactly. <laughs> what, if, what if He's I was the one that initiated it when I was a kid? Right. It wasn't even the father. Well, what you, you felt trapped. It, it was what, what you, you were wearing. wearing. Yeah. Exactly. 
but the Vegan Ultra Slim Bidet Non-Electric Dual Nozzle Feminine Posterior Wash is, is up for bid. It's a $31 value. The highest bid so far is $10. You can uh, bid on it today. The bidding ends at 10 p.m. tomorrow if you want to win the book, want to get the bidet. All it takes 11 bucks to get your uh, bidet. And get your All right. Washed. All right. I'll get it on it. All right. Get your bidet yeah. today. How do I bid? How do I bid? Where do I go? Oh, uh, you just go into any of chat room of of, of, of wherever this is and just say, "Yeah, I'm on it." All right. Well, t- somebody somebody is watching. Put me down for eleven. All right, eleven bucks. So I'll, eleven I'll grand. Fuck me. And the tote grand. board what? is still rising. Twenty three, four seventy two. Not bad. Go okay. Solven has twenty bucks on the B day. Yeah. B day. Cool. Well, uh, and no, but seriously, uh, where are you working, man? <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, I, we had a third kid during pandemic. Uh, now I, I know I have three kids and so the thing about it is you look at me and you're like, Oh, the kids, they must be like old and like through college or whatever. Uh, these are little kids. I have three little kids in my house. Uh, so what it said in my road schedule, along with the fact that most of the clubs I work have closed. So the two things are most of the clubs that were closed uh, and having the third kid. Uh, I go out usually one or two weekends a month these days. Wow. Um, where am I going to be? Uh, next, I'm in the Pacific Northwest. It's a bunch of different theater gigs in uh, in February. That's well, the next tell, uh, big road gig I have. Tell me, because I'm intrigued, because, uh, you know, having kids early in life and now being older, it, it would seem a nightmare to be middle-aged. Yeah. And uh, having it babies. Is. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Terrific. This, okay, here's a, two real things that have happened. Uh, the day I brought my baby home, my AARP card showed up in the mail. That's a real thing that happened. And that isn't, that's a bad sign. No, from yeah. any God. <laughs> it, it, it should be retiring. Um, and then another thing is that I literally threw my back out picking up my baby. That's a real thing that happened where I had to like lay on a couch on pills for six days from picking up my baby. Yeah, so, so I won't do, be doing that again, I guess. And that's you marry a very like, young. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to be uh, 69, I think, uh, when this child gets out of high school. <laughs> I, I mean, come on, man. Oh, what? Yeah. What? Then we'll start the second half of our life. Yeah, no. yeah. Couple but, of years tops. Yeah, so is your bride much younger than you? Yes or no? Because she's still having babies. Obviously, she's got to be much younger. No? Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Somebody around here uh, is ambulatory. Uh, yeah, I did good. That's the thing is that if you're funny, if you're funny, that you get that. You get a young hot wife. That's what you get. Uh, okay, well, I'm gonna say this. It, it might be words of wisdom. It might be sacrilege. I don't know. But um, in the UK, especially in my area where I live, a lot of people. I'm not comparing your baby to a dog, but what I'm saying is this: a lot of people brought dogs during the pandemic. Okay, and now the world is open back up. People are going back to work, so therefore they're giving these dogs back to like the pound or whatever. All I'm saying is, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. You you know where I'm going. I'm just. You're asking if that kid's going to end up at a fire station. I, I hear you. I hear where you're going with this one. If we're just going to send it back as it will. Uh, no, I'm in for the duration, man. I'm in for the duration of this one. Just wow. sleep on it. Just sleep on it. <laughs> it's a scary thought. You know, the girl in my band, uh, 
I probably shouldn't be saying this, but uh, she got she just had another baby. She's 28 years old, but the guy she's with is my age. And to me, that's like that guy is going to be. You said 69. This guy's going to be in his mid 70s when the kid graduates high school. So dead. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, well, that one is like is meeting meeting the parents just must have been a nightmare. Like yeah. what a what an awkward dinner that was. Yeah. When the, the they probably were in high school together, or, or if hmm. that guy could have he could have been older than the parents. Yeah. Good God, uh, my yeah. wife is uh, ten years younger, which I think is perfect. You know what? I think he is older than yeah. the parents because I know I know her dad. He's he, yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Wow. If he's I never, yeah, if he's I never thought parents, of that. Yeah, yeah, he can walk. If he's older than the parents, he can walk in with his girlfriend to the in-laws and say, "You can't see these people. They're far too old for you, sweetheart. Let's go." Yeah. Well, I would I would share more about that offline. <laughs> it's a it's a fascinating story behind that, but I I'm already said too much. Uh, yeah. So, it, but comedy life now. You you just you mentioned that you know if you're funny, not so not necessarily the case. I find. It can be, you know, girls are attracted to to humor, of course. But I find a lot of guys get into comedy because uh, uh, because they're just not doing well with women, and it, it's part of the broken psyche. No, am I wrong about that? Yeah, don't you th- don't you think it's odd that it's this job um, where you have to connect with large groups of people uh, in a short period of time, uh, using only your words and your energy. Uh, but yet we're some of the most antisocial people that exist. We are so uncomfortable being around people. I, I literally had a gig one time. Uh, where was it, a, it was at a, um, a country club. And they called me, and they hadn't sold very many tickets. And I wasn't on a door deal or anything. It was a flat rate. And so they said, so what we thought we would do is we'd just have like a big dinner with the people, and you could just be funny at the table. And I just... No, that's that's no. not what I at all what I do. That's the opposite of what I do. <laughs> what you're what you're describing sounds awful. Without the protection of some sort of microphone or stage, and it's just having to be another human being with somebody. Awful, awful yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, so people do get into this job. Uh, I think maybe because they have an easier time connecting with anonymous people uh, than they do with actual people that are bringing energy and stuff back to them. Uh, I think that's, that is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, and then, but that now LA comedy, uh, these, these kids are good looking. They're good looking. And a lot of them don't even come up from messed up backgrounds. They're, they come from fine backgrounds and they're good looking. And it's like, why did you have to develop a defense mechanism in the first place? What's yeah. even going on here? Yeah. So yeah, there's a whole new generation. That I think are very actually good with girls. Yeah, that that's a good question. Like, because I always wonder when I see somebody who's really funny, there's got to be something broken to, in order for you to be really funny in some way. You have to have some part of your spirit that's been really damaged in order to get funny. But for some people, you can't you can't imagine what it is. You look at them and say, uh, "Well, this person got it all going on for him. What the fuck could have caused them?" Some to- people are soft, though. The smallest thing goes wrong. And oh, yeah. it just messes with them. I was watching some reality show, and this woman was going off when she was 20. She had body dysmorphia, you know, where you think you look worse than you actually do. Yeah. You know, like, 
like everybody we've all ever met ever. And this was like a defining thing in this person's life. Like that, that's what it is. That's the pain you're hanging on to. Come on, man. We, yeah, I get it. Like yeah, that's blowing up uh, unnecessary time because I think every single person has that kind of self-doubt and that's body image problems, right? It's uh, The rest I, of I, us I, have to get fingered round by the bins. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you okay, Carl? I'm, I'm spacing out a bit. But I'm doing all right. Yeah, your eyes are starting. How long have you guys like... been at this? Well, since I've well, since nine a.m. Eastern, but these guys are both in the in the UK, so they're five hours ahead of me. It's about well, what is it? Two thirty in the morning there. Two thirty. Two and a half yeah, hours. We, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're free to take a break anytime they want. It's just that yeah, they are compelled guest by every... someone has been too good to take a break for. So yeah. it's not going to happen. That's the thing. Exactly what Carl says. It's like, oh, we're going to take a break now. And then you pop on. And it's like every time we see someone like tech difficulties, it's like, this guy's going to be great. And it's like, you're there. You're it's like, okay, we're going to stay. And well, I got you news for you. I think it, it's going like, to continue okay. because next after Augie comes Brendan Walsh. Uh, Henry Phillips just got in t- contact Fuck with sake. me. And, and there was a, uh, a time mix up. Uh, but well, it? man, it's like it's like Panamint. He will probably yeah. be We're back at Panamint, 2007, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, you you're familiar with James? And were you were there for that uh, piss drinking thing? <laughs> the king of Can the party. So I started in Portland, and uh, Inman was in Seattle at the time, right? And I'm not kidding you guys. You think I'm making this up? Uh, for two years, I thought Inman was a character created by the Seattle comics to tell stories about. I had never met him. I had wow. just heard all these stories about him. And I thought that was like a running gag of where you would make something or you'd hear a crazy story. And you're like, oh, that's Inman. Inman did that. And this is one of the stories I heard about him uh, was so <laughs> he decides he's got to get a straight job, right? Uh so he puts on his, you know, short sleeve collared shirt with tie. He, he did that look. He puts on a short sleeve collared shirt with tie and his business pants. And he's walking to the interview and he realizes he's a little bit early. So he stops at a Burger King. And uh, then he goes into the Burger King uh, to use the toilet. Okay. Now it had been raining in Seattle a lot. And Burger King, this particular one, is like a little bit lower than the street is the best way to describe it. And this, what I'm about to describe to you, happens because I've seen this happen. Sometimes in Seattle, in old buildings, when it rains a lot, the pipes back up. They just completely back up, and they reverse themselves. So Inman gets up from pooping, right, fixes himself, and he hears this, and a kind of a sucking sound, and then all of a sudden the toilet just starts spraying into the action, the stall where Inman is and he freaks out and he tries to open the door and the latch bends. So he's literally stuck in this stall with just stuff spraying out of a toilet. And then it stops for a second and he's standing there. He's like, ah, 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 and then he hears the sound again. The, and he knows it's about to hit and he's like balling up and then just, ah, so, it happens again, and he finally gets through the door or goes under or whatever he does. And he's 
he's covered in raw sewage. And he's, got, <laughs> he's on his way out of the Burger King, but he's mad and he wants to tell him, you know. And I don't have you ever seen him in Mad? He he hops. <laughs> he like sort of vibrates up and down, right? And he's hopping. But there's it's it's morning rush. So he's gotta stand in line. <laughs> <laughs> people to be able to complain. Uh, excuse me, your toilet is shooting shit out. Yeah, I'll have a coffee. So I heard that and like three other similar stories. And I thought, well, there's no way this is a human being. And then one day I was on a show with him. And oh, my God, he's an actual real person that lives up to the hype. That lives up to all the hype I had for what kind of guy he was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but this is true about Panamint. I met my wife there. My wife wow. now of ten years, and uh, that has brought me three children. Uh, I met in uh, in the desert, in the desert with uh, with the Stanhope group. Wow. Yeah. That's a story yeah. For, yeah. to tell the grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're a, we're a Stanhope love story. I like to think of it. And wow. that's something. I mean, that's uh, that's a crowd that like once again, this is a great part of uh, Andy's aggressive friendship. Uh, is that he's the one that talked me into going. I wouldn't have done that on my own, uh, but he's the one that talked me into going. And, wow. uh, yeah, and, and now his, my whole life is different because of it. Yep, your parents said, Augie, yeah. we don't want you hanging out with that boy. He's a very bad influence on you. <laughs> he's no good! <laughs> no good, I tell you! Yeah. Uh, it looks like Brendan's uh, uh, pulling a time zone mishap too. I guess I don't no. know. It's, 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 one it's of... only a minute late. Yeah. Right. Well, with me, I got to tell you, I knew it was happening. I was just running behind. Oh well, I didn't even think you were late, actually. But ISIS. Yeah, it's Inman CIA. They're coming. They are coming for you. Definitely, Inman uh, informed on you somehow, some, some way. <laughs> We have a new total at 23602. Oh, uh, Everett C. Coop is now with us. Uh, Brendan Walsh couldn't okay. make it, obviously. Uh, but so, uh, guess, did you guys uh, book this? Everett C. Coop, the former uh, Surgeon General of the United States of America, is, uh, I think that's what I'm talking about anyway. Let's Slip get him on. Uh, uh, Dr. Coop, welcome. How's, how's it going? It's going. Uh, That's all that matters. We're still going. Thank you for coming. Uh, what, what did you do with Brendan Walsh? Uh, I'm not doing a character. It just made me type a name into the thing, and that's, that's why I, I just thought it'd be you funny. I was in kind of a bad mood. Well, I just I was... assumed you were doing a character. I love mind dog. I love you. <laughs> I love having the dog be the best friend of my mind. <laughs> 